good Sunday afternoon. Another edition of the Sunday Ride playoff edition. As you can see, the boss DJ is feeling real AFC championship ish. Let's go, let's go, Bills. And of course, it's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Uh, remote locations, as you can see, Bills Mafia bandwagon that's been ridden by this man for close to 30 years is on the road. Uh, it's divisional round weekend. We halfway through um, the AFC participant, one AFC participant in the AFC championship game. It's already been decided. Uh, the NFC, one NFC participant has been decided. Let's start with the NFC first. Cause I want to hear BJ's breakdown of the AFC and I don't want nothing interrupted him, but the Rams going to Lambeau Field, the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field, and it was classic because uh, the Packers playing good ball with Matt LaFleur. Um, it was snowing lightly, mm-hmm. but the Rams just didn't have what it takes. What it takes to beat these Green Bay Packers. And one stat that I seen yesterday that was absolutely mind-blowing. They said in Vince Lombardi's first two years in Green Bay, he was 15 and 10. Matt LaFleur, 27 and 7. Wow. So okay. That 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 says a lot. Um and you know Lombardi is one of the greatest coaches to ever walk the sidelines. Uh, one of the greatest football minds to ever do it. Right, right. Uh, but the Rams were losers yesterday to LaFleur and the Packers, 32 to 18. Aaron Rodgers, 23 of 36, 296, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Ah, man. A.J. Dillon, they got a three-headed monster attack at running back. Aaron Jones, 14 carries, 99 yards in the touchdown. Jamal Williams, 12 carries, 65 yards. A.J. Dillon, 6 carries, 27 yards. And hey, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones came through, me, through for me on my fantasy team several times, man. Um, so I know all about Mr. Jones. He is a load to bring down, and he fights for every yard. Uh, Alan Lazard, four catches, 96 yards. Devontae, and a touchdown. Devontae Adams, nine catches, 66 yards. Um, God, if I can go back up here. Of course, and and Lazard's, that touchdown catch he had, made up for the one he dropped earlier. It did. Yeah, he dropped one earlier, and we're going to get to drop passes when we move to the AFC. But, yeah, he dropped a, he had one right on his, right on his uh, palms. On, I think it was on the right, the right hash, right sideline, right hash, and he let that thing go. But he made up for it and came back with that uh, the, the touchdown to, to make up for that drop pass, man. Them opportunities in the playoffs, when you get them opportunities, man, you know that that separates the men from the boys, you know, because um, you're not you might not get playoff. We talk about it all the time, playoff. Football, basketball, playoff hockey, playoff soccer, anything, NASCAR play. 
And, like, got to take advantage of those opportunities, KJ. You got to, man. You got to. It, did, it didn't cost Green Bay yesterday, but moving on to the championship round where you're going to have to deal with either the Bucks or the Saints, yeah, you're going to have to uh, – you're going to have to make sure that's um, live and well. Well, the Rams didn't play a totally bad game. They just couldn't put points on the board. Uh, Jared Goff was 21-27, uh, 174, and a touchdown. Uh, Cam Akers, 18 carries, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Josh Reynolds, three catches, 65 yards. Robert Woods, uh, eight for 48. Um Tyler Higby, only two catches, five yards. You know, it, it was just not enough. Uh, Aaron Donald was visibly emotional after this game. He was, uh, shake, I'm not going to say shaking up, but he was on a snap limit due to his ribs being hurt. Um, yeah, torn, torn rib car- cartilage. Yeah, and uh, that's painful. Um, a quarter zone shot, which is a needle about yay long, would have helped with that, but he needed to take that hours before the game so it could wait, so it could you know work. But it just and, didn't and work you, out. You you could tell because for a lot of that game he was a non-factor, which is of course unlike '99, which is a you know the, probably the most dominant force in the NFL on the line. So for for the, the see and, and give got to give credit to. The Packers offensive line, because they did a hell of a job yesterday. And you can't discredit the other defensive linemen on the Ram, Brockers and, and a couple of other people, because they're dogs too. And the offensive line for the Packers, I mean, it was time Aaron Rodgers was just sitting there, you know, untouched. So, you know, that's not just Aaron Donald. That's that's maintaining and keeping a, a, a the whole defensive line of the Rams at bay. You know, you got to get a, the, the Packers offensive line that do credit. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. Uh, but now the Packers are waiting to see who comes to Lambeau. First time Aaron Rodgers hosts hosts a NFC championship game. That is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. They kind of got the monkey off their back because, you know, the last couple of seasons, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you know, either he's been hurt or he has a really good season and they get bounced out in the divisional. So, wild card or the divisional. So, they kind of got that monkey off their back. NFC Championship game at home at Lambeau with all the home fixes. You can't ask. If you're Green Bay, you can't ask for better than that. Yeah. Absolutely true. Uh, moving over to the AFC side, the boss, BJ's, Buffalo Bills 17, the Baltimore Ravens 3. Uh, this game was a nail-biter because of wind conditions, because of weather conditions. They, they say it was 30, 34, between 34 and 31 degrees uh, last night. But with that wind whipping, what was the wind chill? The wind chill was in the teens, wasn't it? Hey, I, I don't know offhand, but I'm, I'm assuming it was the way those those flags on top of Bill Stadium was whipping. I'm, I'm thinking it had to be 
low twenties or, or, or upper teens. That's what I'm thinking. And uh, playing playing that game, Justin Tucker missed two kicks. One well, of the best, miss. one of the best kickers in the league, and you could tell him and Bass because Bass missed one too. You could tell they were trying to compensate for the direction they thought the wind was pushing. And, you know, uh, I read an article a couple weeks back or months back that, you know, they talked to different kickers throughout different generations, uh, different eras. And Bill Stadium, uh, Ralph Wilson Stadium, Wright Stadium, whatever you want to call it, top three toughest to kick at because of the weather conditions and the wind. So when that ball went up there and them trying to compensate for them thinking it's going to push left or right, it did the opposite. You know, or I know on Bass kick, when Tyler Bass did his field goal, it seemed like he was trying to push it into the wind and the wind never caught it. Mm-hmm. So like he was, he was compensating, All right, it's going to, it's going to push it left. He pushed it right and it never came back and it's, it's nothing you can do about that you know and all that that right there is just experience you know and Tyler Bass even though Justin Tucker what is, is he the best kicker in the NFL and I'm not trying to be funny but I think I think Justin Tucker probably probably number one when we talk about kickers and the only way Bass would have the advantage or Justin Tucker is playing in Buffalo because that's Bass's home. He's used to kicking there. He understands it a little bit more. He doesn't, you know, uh, even though, you know, Justin Tucker is one of the best kickers in the NFL, he doesn't deal with Bill Stadium on a um, consistent basis as Bass practices there. So, you know, of course somebody that practices there, plays there, is going to have the advantage over somebody that, you know, they're coming in for a divisional game and, they just got the uh, the pregame kicks and the practice kicks to kind of, you know, all right, I, I, you know, like we got five kicks versus thousands and thousands of kicks, bats and kick, you know. So that was a, a, a definitely an interesting ploy in the game to see uh, Justin Tucker miss doing, not just miss, but doing both field goals. This gave yeah. it that this gave it that extra spice, you know. Now, when it comes to the kicking game, and you think about kicking in Buffalo, guys that made it look easy, uh, Scott Norwood made it look easy. Steve Christie made it. Steve Christie had a 52 yarder in a swirling wind before. Like, nobody goes to Buffalo and does that. You know, guys that were. The the guy that, um, Hauska, the one that, uh, what you call him, just replaced, he. He did all right in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. He did okay in Buffalo. You know, they just opted to go younger, stronger leg. And it's, it's pale. I like Tyler Bass. You know, he's a rookie kicker. And I thought, you know, for a rookie kicker, if we talk about rookie kicker in Miami, yeah, you, you know immediately if this, if this kid can kick or not. But rookie kicker in Buffalo, you got to give him a minute. All right, yeah, he got the leg. I mean, he... he He'd have put some 54-yarders through that thing and had distance to spare. So, 
like I said, everything's different. That's why Josh Allen is in Buffalo. Usually that strong arm could cut through the wind. And you saw the, the Stephon Diggs overthrow. I think the wind caught that. I think the – and we got to talk about the backup for the Baltimore Ravens because he threw a deep bomb to Hollywood Brown at the end of the game. The wind caught that. I think the wind took that, took that further too. Now, not to get too far ahead of myself, you'll get, get his name for me. KG, that boy ready to play. That's the backup quarterback for the Ravens. He showed me something yesterday. And don't get me wrong, I know it's playoff. When Lamar's out, I did not want Lamar out of the game. I didn't want to see him get hurt. Uh, when the backup came in, I'm like, okay, let's ice this. And then this, this kid come out throwing a, throwing a rock around the field, using his legs. I'm like, damn, this is a mini Lamar. Like, we can't catch a break. What's his name? Please tell me. I forgot his name. His name is Tyler Huntley. Tyler Huntley. Played for Utah, right? I'm pulling up his, his page now. Utah. Yep, I'm like, who is, Utah. Utah. I'm like, who, is, who is this kid? And not only, not only was he was he moving the offense, but his throws were money. Like they weren't luck. Like that was confidence. I know where the offense is going. I know this offense. Just like uh, 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 Taylor Heineke. I know what I know where these people are supposed to be at. I, I, I've studied this offense, bro. Huntley is going to be a problem. That's going to be an issue. If if I'm a GM, and I look, it's a small sample size, but we've seen smaller sample sizes get paid. If I'm a GM, my eyes are open as I like, who is that kid? Who? I'm sitting up in the chair like, we need a quarterback. Who is this? And I'm looking at the the scouts and stuff. Like, which one? I which one of y'all do I need to fire? Why? Why isn't this kid? Why didn't we draft this kid? Does it say what what uh, round he went in? He was undrafted. Un. Oh my god. KG, come on, man. You, me, and you both know. Uh, uh, nine times out of ten, an uh, undrafted quarterback comes in to back up a playoff game to get. The game's over. Game's yeah. over. Now, this one time, this kid was balling, man. He was he was ready to play, man. When he took when he took him down the field, when he did the first scramble, I kind of like set up in the chair a little bit. I'm like, uh, because I thought, you know, I didn't know RG three was her. Yeah, I didn't so, know that either. He's on IR. So, yeah, so I'm like, okay. And they, they, they showed his stats for Utah. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, let's see what this kid got. Move, moving the ball, moving the ball, moving the ball. I'm like, hold up. Hold up here. This Like, I'm not even thinking about the game now. I'm thinking about, like, who is this kid? And how is he the backup on the Ravens? Because I can name you teams right now that need a quarterback. Hmm. <laughs> we can name several, and, and, and one of them is in the same state as the Ravens. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. I, brother, but back to the game, 
like, I know I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a part of Bills Mafia on Facebook, and everybody's rooting for the Browns and stuff today. I don't care who we play. I, that that's the point I'm at. I don't. I was worried about the Ravens because the weather in Buffalo favors a ground team, and the Ravens are a ground team. As mm-hmm. we saw yesterday, as we saw yesterday with some of those passes. Now, the first drive, the Ravens came out, I believe it was three straight runs. They had like 30 yards. They gassed, they gassed through the Bills' defense. They had to be averaging like 10 yards on those first three runs. Gas, 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 gas. I was like, uh, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is going to be a long day if Buffalo can't tighten this up. And to Buffalo's credit, once again, second game, the defense won this game. The offense did just enough to point, put a touchdown on the board. The defense won this game. Now, if you go back to all of last week, leading up to this game, name me somebody that says the Buffalo defense would have won this game. I didn't say that. I'm not even going to sit here and pretend. I'm like, okay, yeah, we got the better offense. You know, it's, it's going to come down to only one person I can think that said it, and that was Keith. Okay. It, it, no, my, 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 for the Bills defense for me was contain the running game in Lamar for as best you can, as long as you can. And speaking of the running game, what's up with Mark Ingram being a healthy scratch last night? That's a good question, but he's been a healthy scratch a lot this season. Okay. And, you know, he did did have the COVID uh, problems. He had – he was on COVID, the COVID list, and then he was on the injured list with a calf injury. Now, how bad was that calf injury is the question. Yeah, that's that's what I'm wondering because, like I said, it's a healthy scratch last night. So that that made me scratch my head. And if it is something going on – you know, he's handling it like a professional because you haven't heard a, a peep from him. You know, if this was Juju or Chase Claypool or Odell, we would have heard tweets about it. They'd have put it on their Instagram. You know, they'd have let the world know. So, you know. But, um, yeah, KG, I watch, I'm watching a game. I'm watching the Ravens move the ball for the most part. Just like last week, just like Indianapolis moved the ball for a good portion of the game. Indianapolis moved the ball up and down the field. The Ravens moving the ball up and down the field. A couple of third downs. It was a particular third down in uh, in the second half where the the Ravens had the worst series. Um, They were back up on the damn goal line. It was like third and 18, and Lamar runs and gets the damn first down. Mm -hmm. Like That was hard. That was like heart gut wrenching, like a gut punch. I was like, man, we need to get off the field on that. But they kept fighting, they kept fighting, and they 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 pushed Lamar into the mistake of going to Teron Johnson in the end zone. And I probably probably cracked a couple floorboards in my apartment yelling when he intercepted the ball and he came out the end zone and I saw who was behind him, 
and who was in front of him. And I'm like, the only person in front of him that can catch him is Lamar. I'm like, go, <laughs> go. I'm, I'm jumping. Go, run. We need, you know, and, and that was, I think Josh Allen said it. Like, not only was that game changing, that was a franchise changing interception. Like, that was, you know, like, hey, we for real. We're going to the AFC Championship. We deserve this. We took this from y'all. You know, this ain't no, you know, Stephen A. Smith. I don't know if you saw the Buffalo Bills Instagram account, but they poking fun at Stephen A. Basically saying the Buffalo Bills do just enough to win. But they took it, they took it last night. They took it from Baltimore. Baltimore played a hell of a game. You know, good coach. I like that. I like that the fact that the teams respect each other. You know, it wasn't like the Titans and the Ravens last week where they they lost respect for each other, and it's 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 way more personal than it should be. You know, both teams playing hard, and you know, both teams got respect for each other, and they know that. You know, when we on that field, it's it's it, you know it's game time on the field, but off the field, you know. You know, you know, y'all, we, we, you, you got our respect and vice versa. Two things about what you just said. Number one, uh, that interception. That interception in the red zone is the first red zone interception Lamar Jackson has ever thrown yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. So to all you naysayers and you haters, and to my Big brother, Professor Lucky, who texted me last night and told you told me Lamar couldn't pass, and he told me I was making excuses because I say it's the weather. He said, you, you sound like you're making excuses. Well, yeah, Lucky, I am making excuses. But to anybody that thinks that he really can't pass, his decision-making in the red zone is vicious. The play before was a touchdown. But uh, Jerry Hughes got to him before he could get it off. Yep. And he disrupted yeah. that. Next play... Pick six. So I, I, I got to give that to Jerry Hughes. Because um, yes. he, if, he, if he had not made that play, it would have been a different ball game. Guess, who, guess who's the other quarterback right now that don't have any interceptions in the red zone? Patrick Mahomes? Or, 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 uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen? Really? No interceptions in the red zone. They, like both were riding, they were both riding that streak. And... Al Michaels uh, jinxed Justin uh, Tuck, uh, uh, Tucker yesterday. Because yes, right he before did. he missed the field goal, <laughs> he said something, and he missed the field goal. They brought up Josh Allen's no interceptions in the race, and I was like, ah, here we go. Here we go. Shouldn't have said anything. And Lamar had the same streak going, and one of them got broken last night. Well, Lamar got knocked out of the game with a concussion. And you talk about how classy the Buffalo and Baltimore players were to each other. Let's talk about how classy Bills Mafia as a whole is in respect to Lamar Jackson and the Ravens flock. When Lamar got knocked out, they hit Twitter and said, we'll find out what Lamar's favorite charity is. Everybody went and donated $8 in honor of Lamar Jackson, because they didn't want Lamar Jackson to be knocked out of the game. They said, we want to win the game, but we don't want to hurt Lamar in the process. Yeah, that I, I, I hate it, that. That's I the place of shit. Man, I hate it. 
hated that, man. That's that's how you're supposed to play football, man. It's not about like yeah, you want to lay the wood on somebody, you want to you know put a you know a bone chilling hit, but that's just that's football. You don't want to ever see somebody land and hurt. Um, it was a I don't I forgot what part of the game was. Josh Allen took a sack and he was on his knees, and I I just put my hands under my head like please don't be hurt. He got up real slow. He was on his knees with his face in a uh, turf. And I was like, oh, my goodness. And he, he got up and kind of limped off. And I'm like, oh, my. I was like, whoo. You know? But not that. Lamar laying on that ground. Like, even as a Buffalo Bill fan, I was just like, man, please get up. You know, please get up. Please don't let, nothing, you know, nothing, nothing be wrong. And, um. When I saw how he fell back, I was like, ooh, he, he hit his head really hard. And, uh, hey, brother, they had a couple of bot snaps. If that was any other quarterback besides Lamar Jackson, that was a turnover. Exactly. That was, that was exactly. a turnover. And, and people, look, he might not be Drew Brees passing the ball, but he can pass the ball. Do he have some stuff, some, some passes he have, have to work on? Yes, but he also brings a whole different dynamic playmaking into the equation that you have to respect as deadly. Buffalo saw it several times on third down last night, you know, and that him and that Hollywood Brown connection, that is lethal. That's lethal. When it gets going, that's lethal because it's like you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You can put somebody to spy Lamar, but he's just going to shake them out their shoes. The percentage, I'll take the percentage on, if, I, if I'm Baltimore, I'm taking a percentage on you putting your fastest linebacker, you going to dime a nickel and putting your fastest corner on Lamar. He's still Because you got to remember, you're coming at Lamar, he's standing still for the most part. He can kind of, and he's looking behind you. When you're running towards him so he can kind of see where he wants to go. You don't know until he makes his move. So you're at a disadvantage. And that that you know, that that's big, man. Now you gotta you gotta look at this. Everybody talks about Lamar and he's just a glorified running back. He's just a, a running back playing quarterback. And you also have to look at it. This is his third year. He's he's uh, he's 24 years old. He's humble as hell. Um, his 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 regular season numbers aren't that bad. I mean, in three seasons, a uh, total of 46 games played. He started 37 out of 46. He's 30 and seven. His rookie year, he was six and one as a starter. Then he went 13 and two in 2019. He went 11 and four this year. 30 and seven in three years. Yep. And he's thrown for over 7,000 yards in three years. Uh, yes, he's rushed for 1,000 yards twice, back-to-back. And a lot of people say, well, no quarterback is going to run you to a Super Bowl. But it's possible. No, absolutely. And I'll, and I'll say this. If things would have worked out differently in 2012, RG3 would have been that quarterback to run you to a Super Bowl because it wasn't. We talk about that all the time. Exactly. 
but it's not that all he well all he does is run. No, 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 no. It's the threat of the run. If they ran read option 50% of the time, and you don't know if Lamar's gonna pull it out and run, and you don't have any athletes on the other side, he's gonna get you every time. But for Lamar to pull it out and drop back and use like, oh shoot, he's running, you move everybody up, and then Hollywood Brown like this all the way down the line, you yep. may. Because he's going yep. over the top. That's what RG3 did. I hate when people describe him as a running back. Now, any other time, if Baltimore wasn't playing Buffalo, I would have pulled for Baltimore last night. Yeah, I would have picked me Baltimore. Too. But Baltimore playing know. Buffalo, knowing the, the, the type of beast that Buffalo is, and the thing is, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, they're two guys looking at each other in the mirror that, only thing different is their skin color. They're, they're the same quarterback, and Josh Allen's a little bit bigger. But they're the Josh, same quarterback. They're dangerous. They're dangerous, and Josh Allen's passing is a little bit more involved this year than where where Lamar is right now. Like, right now, Lamar is some throws he has to work on. I think for the most part right now, I don't think it's a throw on the field Josh can't make at this point. It, you know, but like I said, they're like you said, they're still dangerous though. What they can do, and the crazy thing is, all right, let's let's go with the people that say Lamar's not a good quarterback. Okay, then why is he thirty and seven in a quarterback-driven league? He's thirty and seven. If you look, if you pull up Josh Allen's numbers for this year, and you pull up Lamar's numbers, they're damn near the same except the rushing yards. I think Josh Allen has one more touchdown, one more rushing touchdown than Lamar does. But the touch, the passing touchdowns from somebody that the league considers a, a probably third in the MVP race this year, which is Josh Allen. The touchdowns are damn near the same. The passing touchdown. So you can't say he's not a passer if you consider Josh Allen one of the best passers in the league and they damn near have the same numbers. That doesn't make sense. But see, they they they, they like to pull that up because, you know, now Lamar, what did he have? He had 26 passing touchdowns this year. Uh, Josh Allen had 37. Okay. But Lamar only had he had a career high. Career high. Nine interceptions. Career show high. Third, show me a third year quarterback that's only throwing nine interceptions in a season. You got some third year quarterbacks that's still throwing nine interceptions in a game. We're talking about in a season. Yep. Yep. I, I don't know why. I don't know why the criticism for him. I know why we don't have time on this show. <laughs> and yeah, but it's just accept people for who they are. Like everybody isn't even the, even the announcer said, I can't remember which one said it. They said his numbers are better in the pocket. Like at Louisville, he was a pocket quarterback. His numbers in the pocket are better. It just so happens that he got electric legs. 
So it's because he got electric legs, you're going to discredit him as a quarterback completely? No. Yeah. No, sir, you're not. You're not. You're not. We said it. We said it on this podcast because we did a draft night podcast, the same Baker Mayfield, Josh Allen, all of them were drafted in the same draft. Lamar went last. And Lamar went last and, like, those teams that passed on Lamar, and I was hoping Buffalo wasn't one of them, they're going to pay. Because y'all going to be behind still looking for a franchise quarterback, and Baltimore got theirs. So... And you know what? I remember that draft night com- uh, conversation. I remember the the, the 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 podcast, everything. We were looking at numbers. The year he won the Heisman, out of thirteen games, he was two thirty for four for four nine three thousand five hundred forty three yards, thirty touchdowns, and nine interceptions. Goodness gracious! And he still had it. He still ran for fifteen hundred and seventy one yards and twenty one touchdowns. But everybody's saying he's a glorified quarterback. But now, I don't understand how you can say that because he played in – what's Louisville in now? Louisville's in the ACC now or they're in the Big East still? I can't uh, remember. I want to say they're in the ACC. They're in the ACC. I don't, I don't understand how you can discredit with this man. He's a, he showed he can be a pocket passer, but he's just an energizer bunny. He made a move last night. That I had to sit up on the bed and I just said, dog, how did he see that? Because he went one way, he ran into his man. He can't see behind him. He looped back around and nobody's there. And then he slowed up, he stopped, and he delivered a strike. But the receiver dropped the ball. And I'm like, a lot of times he'll, he'll sit there and he'll cock back and he'll fire that cannon. And the receiver drops the ball. Yeah, yeah. But you know that's Lamar's fault. You know Lamar's a, he, he, he's, he's a running back. He should he should switch positions. And we're not gonna get into it. But I hate to see that uh, said to certain quarterbacks that they should right. switch positions. And it's been going on for so long. Look at uh, uh look at Floyd Little. Look at uh Marlon Briscoe. Marlon Briscoe was a quarterback, but he made his bones as a receiver. Mm-hmm. I, I look at uh, Warren Moon. They wanted him to switch to a quarterback. They wanted Randall to switch to a quarterback. You got to find the coaches willing to take the talent that you have. And, you know, the talent that you have may be like this, but you got to find the coaches willing to stretch it out and be like, all right, I got you like this now. And you just you mean, a long play. You mean like they do for everybody else, right? Exactly. Because yeah. think about this. Brett Favre, Brett Favre was a mistake-prone Interception throwing, bum of a backup quarterback, but Mike Holmgren trusted the gunslinger. And was willing to develop him and willing to to tailor the offense around his strengths. Exactly. And you go watch America's game for those 96 Packers. And he, he said it was it was hard. He was like, I'm he's like, get the court, get the backup quarterback ready. No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Give him another chance. And he would call him over to the sidelines. No more rocket balls, okay? You just broke Antonio's arm. No more fucking rocket balls. He say, okay, okay, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm, I'm better. I'm better. Then he go out there, and he'll fall down, 
and Brett Favre is one of the best improvisers that I've seen in my lifetime. Now it's, it's way more, but he was an improviser that could take a broken play, and it was a play in Detroit. He's rolling out, and he just takes him, just flips the ball into the back of the end zone, and hits uh, um um uh, Keith Jackson. He hit Keith Jackson for a touchdown with just an underhanded flip. You know, you know who reminds me of him right now? Who's that? Patrick Mahomes taking broken plays and making and, it, make it to do. And, and you know, Josh Allen, not to, and I'm not. I don't want to say it because I'm a Bills fan. He does it to a certain extent too. When he's when he rolls right, he is extremely dangerous. When he rolls right, and teams notice and they try to get him. They try to set it up so that he can't roll right. But when he rolls right, with the cannon of arm he has, he can get that ball downfield to somebody. And it's like a broken record. You know it's coming when he rolls right. He's going to hit somebody on the sideline. He did it with John Brown yesterday, several, couple times. He did it with Gabe Davis last week with the Colts. Remember Gabe Davis had both of them sideline catches? Mm-hmm. Those are from broken plays from Josh Allen. Do you know you have to thread the ball when somebody's on somebody's back to get to the, the ball to somebody on the sideline? That's not no easy throw. But Mahomes can do it. I'm seeing Josh Allen. Like, we, we got to remember, you know, I know, we, you know we're going all over the place, and, you know, we're supposed to be talking Bills, Ravens, but these quarterbacks are in a – uh, I, mean, I forgot what year Patrick Mahomes is in, but Josh Allen is in his third year. Went from dead last completion percentage last year to 10 point, I think over 10 points better now. So it's just like, man, like you get to, you see, you're seeing this growth, and now you're starting to see him understand how to, to make these plays and, to, to 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 like you said, improvise. You are when you start improvising as a quarterback, it's nothing the defense you can't prepare for that. Because now your DBs are just basically running around. Your mm-hmm. defensive line your defensive line running around chasing. There's nothing you can do. You know? So um man, I right, look. That win last night to get to the AFC Championship game, it, it, it felt unreal. It felt unreal because if you're talking to somebody for the last, and don't get me wrong, I you know, root for my team, you know, show my pride. But for the last 45 years, it's been hard, you know, not being relevant at all, not having not none of those 25 years where the Bills talked about as a contender for anything you know and, and this is probably going to stir up a little controversy but we can make an argument that if rg3 never hurt his knee in 2012 that was a super bowl run for washington whether they win or not but i don't think anybody could have stopped rg3 in that offense in 2012 like there's no year you can say that about buffalo there's no year you can, for the last 25 years, they've been a doormat to the Patriots. You know, they get the first division title. 
this year, first in 25 years. Um, are you coming out or not? Sorry, y'all, I'm, I'm still driving. But, you know, it's like to now be two wins away from being champions. And I was talking last night. I don't know if I can handle that, KG. I don't know if I can have them. If, if for me, and I told I told Gary this, our other sideline junkie, I told Gary this. I said for me, AFC Championship this year for the Bills was a successful season for me. Because, like, no one expected them to take the leap they took. That was This is a huge leap, you know, from where they were with losing, having a 16 nothing lead on the Texans and losing that lead in the playoffs to now in the AFC Championship. And I'm a, I go back to something I said earlier, like, you know, people are saying, well, we want to play the Browns. No, I want to play whoever wins the game. I don't care. Now, here's where I do care because Buffalo has been so deprived of a winner. My thing is, would it be better if they go on the road and play? To get that home pressure off of them. Because, remember, this is still a young team. They're still learning. You know, this is new territory for them. The wild card, they've been there. Josh Allen been there. He didn't have Stephon Diggs. So now they come to the wild card this year, still new territory because they never won a wild card game. They win the wild card. Division is divisional round with the Ravens. This is new territory for Buffalo. For this Buffalo team, the coaching staff, nobody's ever been here before. Now you're in the AFC Championship game. And mind you, this offense has not played the full throttle yet. You have not seen the final form of the Bills' offense. The defense has won these two games. To my surprise, because I've been harsh on this defense all year. So to see them win these two games now, okay, I love the way they're winning because they, they, they've won so many different ways this year. They've won sloppy. They've blown people out, close defensive games, offensive battles, special teams. They've won every type of way, close. So now you've been through those battles. You've been battle-tested. Now it's like, all right, bring it on. We've been through everything. There's nothing you can throw at us that we haven't been through in a game. You know what I'm saying? Um, driving the last to, to, to win the game. They've done that. Defensive stop. Uh, the the, the Patriot, first Patriot game when they were driving and they punched the ball out of Cam Newton's uh, arm. You know, that, the Patriots were driving to win that game. That was a defensive play. So they wanted every type of way, all three phases of the game. Something I've told you. I wanted to see this year if Sean McDermott, because not only does Josh Allen have to take the next step and prove he's a upper echelon, top five, top three quarterback, which I think he's doing, because we talk about on this show all the time. There's a list of quarterbacks, and if you don't have these top five quarterbacks, you're not winning the Super Bowl. This is what it is in the NFL. The only way you win the Super Bowl with quarterbacks six through ten you got to have a hell of a defense run game. 
those one through five quarterbacks can win you a Super Bowl. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. We're talking about Drew Brees. We're talking about Tom Brady. We're talking about Josh Allen now. We're talking about Lamar Jackson. These guys, of course, Josh Allen and uh, what you call them, haven't done that yet. So we'll just leave it three. We'll just leave Brees, Brady, and Aaron Rodgers. Those three quarterbacks can win you a Super Bowl. Just for them being on the team, they can take you to a Super Bowl where they've proven it. I'll leave Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson out. So now man, look. I'm just happy to be here. All right. AFC championship. I'm rambling. And I got to stop myself because I know we going over time. I don't care who we play. I I would prefer, I don't care who it is. I think I would prefer it be in Kansas City because then the pressure's off of Buffalo being home. But I I mean I'm I'm okay if they play at home too. But this is my my personal preference. Um, but if they win. Next week, they got to win the Super Bowl for me, KG. I can't take a fifth Super Bowl loss. That that that's absolutely true. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I'm sitting here looking at it, and I'm looking at the Buffalo Bills. As you were talking, I was just looking at the Buffalo Bills history, and it's it's a story history. I mean, names like Jim Kelly, Jack Kemp, Thurman Thomas. O.J. Simpson, Billy Shaw, Andre Reed, you know, uh, the, the, the names that, that, that pop up that have played and produced for this, uh, th- this franchise, Daryl Talley, Steve Tasker, Kent Ho, Don Beebe, Frank Wright. You know, it's, it's a lot riding on a lot, on a lot of this, um, Buffalo does have uh, two AFL championships in 64 and 65. And if you talk to anybody, that those don't count, KG. Those don't count because they're not Super Bowl championships. But like I tell anybody that says that when I say my team, the Washington football team, are the five-time world champions, oh, that doesn't count. Y'all only won three Super Bowls, yeah? But what were they playing to determine world championships before Super Bowls? Just because yep. it happened before does not mean it does not count. Somebody always got an argument to try to downplay what you're talking about. You know, and look, you know, I know we, we got to skedaddle in a minute. To, and I'm not going to say, like, I would be disappointed if they go to the Super Bowl and they don't win. Of course, it's my team, it's my squad. But I was thinking last night when it was ticking down, you know, got a little emotional. I'm like, I cannot believe this team is going to the AFC Championship game. Like, my team is relevant in January. You know, this is this is unreal. This is I haven't been here in a long time. So, and I'm thinking to myself, and I sat back and I smiled. I sat back for a second. I had a moment. I said. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs are young. I said this, this, this is 
we have our core. Like, you don't understand what that means to find a franchise quarterback and a franchise receiver and to now know that you just got to tweak this and put this a little bit, move that here. Like, I'm thinking to myself, we actually have a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. But I'm thinking we should have one, and I don't want to jinx it. This team, it probably will be, you know, like, look, they got you got to go through Kansas City. You got to go through Baltimore, Tennessee, Pittsburgh. You got to go through the big dogs to prove yourself to get out of the AFC. You got you know, it, it goes through Kansas City. Okay, fine. But to sit there and think that your team actually has a shot over the next couple of years to be in Super Bowl contention, not wild card. Not wild card. Not, not wild playoff. card. Not just make the playoffs to be a successful season. Like, your team is actually good enough now where next year is going to come out. And it's like the Bills are one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl, just like it was in the early 90s. Like, that's unreal. And it's crazy because if you're a Patriots fan, you, you know, you don't know what this feels like because for the last 20 years, you've been a Super Bowl contender every year. You know, if you're a Packers fan with Aaron Rodgers, you know, as long as he's healthy, you got a chance. If you got Drew Brees on your team and you're a Saints fan, you have a chance. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'll be – I think the AFC, AFC championship game is the second game next week, right? The 640 game. I'll I be there. So. I don't care who it is. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to sound cocky. I'm not trying to sound like Buffalo going to whip somebody's ass. I'm just saying I don't care who we play. If we got to play Cleveland, because both teams pose challenges. Cleveland has a very explosive offense, and since they got rid of the court jester, they got rid of the 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 you know the clown, the, the entertainment. They've been a damn good team. So everybody's talking about oh Cleveland is Cleveland that we want to play Cleveland. Okay, you can ask for Cleveland, they're gonna put forty on your ass. Then what? Because Cleveland can score and. They have one of the best pass rushes in the league. So be careful what you're asking for, okay? On the same side, Kansas City, we know what Kansas City can do. So it's like, do you, now it's like, do you want to play at home or do you want to play away? Because both teams pose different problems for Buffalo. And I, like I said, I'd rather play Kansas City. At home, in, in their place, all the pressure's on them. They're the favorite. Because if the Browns do win today, and I pick, I pick the Browns to win today, if the Browns do win today, more than likely, Buffalo's going to be the favorite next week. Nah, well, I don't, want, I don't want that. Well, as of right now, the Chiefs are up 16-13, uh, about 2.49 to go. I'm sorry, 16-3. And mm. uh, 2.49 left in the second quarter. So, Damn, Chiefs, okay. Well, we need to I get out of here. Yeah, we do. But before we go, let me let me let me put it out here because it's January seventeenth, and we're talking about Baltimore. So let's talk about Baltimore proper. 
January 17, 1971, the first team to ever win the Vince Lombardi Trophy was the Baltimore Colts. They beat the Cowboys 16-13 on a last-second Jim O'Brien field goal. Uh, growing up in this era, in this area, you know, we knew about the Baltimore Colts as kids. You know, we always saw the highlights. You know, we knew who Unitas was. Unitas is one of my favorite quarterbacks. Uh, I tell stories about the Unitas, the Unitas um, frame picture that was autographed. That was three hundred and fifty dollars that I wanted, and I'm still trying to find it. I'm gonna get it, but uh, that was fifty years ago today. Uh, and that's a long time, but hey, that's a part of history, man. And I, I still say that if uh, Carol Rosenblum was still was the owner up until his death of the Colts, the Colts would have never left Baltimore the way that they did. And to see a city go through that, it's uh, it's hurtful. I will say that. Oh, so. yeah. Most definitely, bro. Uh, but as promised, this was a Buffalo Bills lit Sunday ride. As you can see, the boss BJ in an excellent mood. Um, so today is the day that you call him and ask him, hey, let me borrow $2 because he'll probably give it to you. All I got is a dollar. <laughs> that's all I got. So that's it for us. Um, go ahead, everyone. Enjoy today's games. Like we said, the Chiefs are up 16 to 3, under two minutes to go in the second. Uh, we still got Buccaneers Saint um in New Orleans. We already got our picks in. Hopefully, everybody got their bets in on the Book It Sports app. Please check them out. But until Tuesday night, because we got some heavy stuff to come with Tuesday night. So until Tuesday night, that's the boss, BJ. I'm the big guy, KG. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Let's go, Bills!